Hello everyone and welcome to the Sensical Show. I'm going to wait a few minutes. Joe Grumbine should be joining me any moment. I'm going to take a little puff here before he does. How about that? I hope everyone's having a great day. I'm excited about the Sensical Show today. Um, and I just got off the phone with Ken Estes. I can't tell you how excited and delighted I am to speak with him. Of course, he created Granddaddy Perp, and he's been just amazing in the cannabis community advocacy and helping patients and just amazing. So, um, so I'm, I'm a little high from having had that conversation, <laughs> if you can understand. So uh, it is 420. Happy 420, everyone. I am using um, I am using this um, one hit wonder, one hitter, and uh, I love it. I've had it for a long time. Thought I would use it today. Shout out to one hit wonder. <laughs> I think Joe Grumbine is here. There he is. How are you this afternoon? I am doing good. I've had a very full morning, so I'm. Uh, I had to shift gears and put on my sensical hat for a minute. <laughs> we should have sensical hats. We totally should. Absolutely. <laughs> I, love I, that. I remember years ago there was a guy who used to sell um, books that were how to get government grant money and things like that. And the guy's mm -hmm. name Matthew Lesko, and okay. he used to do these infomercials. And he was wearing a suit that had question marks all over it. And uh, I always thought that was, I mean, he was one of these wackadoodle guys that was all over the place, uh -huh. as I am once in a while. And so now I'm, I'm remembering that now. Remember Matthew, I bought his book, actually. There was a lot of good, I never, I never figured out to get the grants, but I, I saw that they were there. <laughs> it's good to know they're there. Sensicalness. Yeah. Yes. About your favorite thing, we're going to be excluding things today. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, I had to take a few puffs for this one. I have. Okay. To say. <laughs> I love. I love it when somebody's got to get all reared up for something. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Sensical Show. I'm Wendy Lovedge, and this is Joe Grumbine. And each week we pick a topic and talk about the common sense related to the topic. And this week it's exclusion. It is. It's hard to even say that word. Exclude. I, I hate excluding people, like for any reason, honestly. But I think after we talk about it and the common mm -hmm. sense comes in, you're going to embrace it. You're going to embrace your exclusionary side just a bit. <laughs> Maybe. And we were just talking about this. Uh, uh, Angela and I were talking about exclusion a little bit on um, on another show we do called Tea Time, and uh, I I was saying how. So this guy, this no, he's not the only one who's done this to me. Like, started stalking me and threatening me. Right? Terrible. When you're, whenever you're in the public, uh, yep. you know, you know, right? <laughs> so anyway, he he's been excluded from all my social media for a long time, but somehow he sent a request to my group, my Wendy Levitt show group. Uh -huh. And the way I think, I always think people can do better and will do better. So my initial thought was to look at his. Well, 
what I could look at and see how he's doing. You know, maybe he's doing better. I don't know. And <laughs> she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm with her on that one, yeah. Right? Like, why have you excluded him all this time for, for legitimate reasons? Right. Like, why are you looking at that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think as we start getting into some of these things, you know, it's it's interesting as 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 we study and explore the human condition and the human um, the human spirit. Even you you come to find out that there's very little this or that. You know, there's 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 this and that, and there's some of this and some of that. But really, there's not a lot of truly this or that. I'm actually in the middle of listening to one of these great courses. Um, and it's about the dark nature of, of humans. And, and if you really start looking at what somebody might consider evil and darkness in a, in a, in a objective, provocative way, you can almost always find a flip side to something mm -hmm. or a place where that might make sense. Right. And there, there will be some sensical shows that come out of this when I'm done listening to it, I'm sure. Um, you know, they have to do with preconceived ideas and, and, and um, boxes, categories that we place things in. And I think that's kind of where exclusion comes into is, is you know, the, the sense of exclusion. So let's look at your point of view initially so that we can create a point of reference out of it and say, <laughs> well, let's, let's start with this premise and see where the common sense, because we talked all last week about inclusion. Right. And we a lot of common sense to the idea of inclusion. But even in that, we opened up the door to this topic. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, what is my idea of exclusion? Right. Uh, my definition. Or, or, uh, or the sense of it, you know, just the, mm -hmm. the, the, you know, what, what, where, where you stand with the concept of it as, as, as a whole. And obviously we'll look at facets of it that might, Right. From that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, so if inclusion is having a seat at the table, then exclusion is the opposite. Not for you. Not having a seat at the table, not having the opportunity to contribute to whatever we're talking about. Um, and I think that sometimes there are really valid reasons to exclude someone, um, even though I am a really inclusive person. I have learned over the years that there are really valid reasons uh, to say this person will not be contributing to this project or to my life or uh, to my family's life or whatever it happens to be. Um, and I think that there's lots of common sense reasons why we make that decision. Um, and, and those reasons may be different in different situations, right? I totally agree. I, I, I think I would like to throw one word out that I think embodies a lot of where common sense and, and exclusion are compatible, and that would be the word harmony. Mm. Because harmony is a very important part of, of a sane life. Right. I mean, we, we it's hard to have sanity or or a peaceful existence without it mm -hmm. right and 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 yet there are components that are alien to any harmony right so you know if you have an environment that requires 
quiet, like a library for people to be able to sit and read. Well, the environment of harmony to an orchestra, which requires people to make a lot of noise, mm -hmm. those two are not compatible. So we right, right. have to operate with the exclusion of each other in order for either one of them to be able to do their, you know, to have their harmony. So there's certainly harmony, I think, is a place where exclusion really starts to make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I hadn't thought about that. That's a very um, interesting point because some of the reasons, valid reasons that you might have for excluding someone or something could be because it creates disharmony for them to be there, like in your really concrete example of the library and the band, right? right. Like we can see that. You like, totally couldn't have a band played while you're trying to read a book in the library. It just could not happen right effectively right right so that's a really clear example um but in the world today we're having um issues about this surrounding the the pandemic right mm -hmm. yes. and and whether or not people are included or excluded in all kinds of things <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right and is it common sense you know i i think we can talk about that right but your point about harmony um so like from where i sit you know um this whole pandemic how we treat it whether vaccines are the thing or not the thing like it's brought up so many issues that we were already all in disharmony about <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> right well, and i think even just to get to that place let's take you know i like looking at things to a total extreme mm -hmm. to say well, let's just say this, regardless of whether the vaccine works or doesn't work, regardless of whether immunity, you know, works or doesn't work, regardless of whether this vaccine or this, this, uh, this current virus that we're dealing with is impervious to all these things or maybe thwarted sometimes or all the times, we know this, if you were to isolate yourself, from other human beings in a place where there wasn't anybody else around, you could ex assume successfully that you could avoid this virus by not being around any place where it could be. So what they've done in some countries and in cities and in places all over the world is they've said, well, sorry, we're on lockdown. You can't be around each other. You have to stay in your house. You have to stay, you have to close your business down. You can't go here or there or anywhere really unless you have certain exceptions. So to that full extreme, first of all, it didn't work because the virus is still here in those places where they did it the most. Mm -hmm. and, and so in all of, the, all of the extreme measures, maybe it held it back for a while, but China looks like they're gearing up for a round of this thing that we've all been dealing with. Um, yes. And regardless of that, the point is, is if you were to put yourself in a place uh, at the end of the road where there aren't any people, you could be pretty sure that you'd be safe from this virus. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. If you were alone, sure. You know, um, or even with a single person, one person or maybe two yeah. people that didn't have it. And you came in and you said, all right, mm -hmm. we're going to hunker down and we're not going anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. I could, yes. Because it has to be transmitted. It has to have a host in order to exactly. grow. 
and or mutate. So it has to have a purpose. Well, uh, yeah. can't live in the air for longer than a few minutes. And mm -hmm. so pretty much it has to be transferred either held somewhere, you know, you, you could put it in a jar maybe and, and send it somewhere. You could probably transfer it that way to some way or another. But generally it's it's happening, we believe anyways, that people are getting together and they're swapping virus. The droplets, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the droplets, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so in that case, again, I think that I uh, the exclusion, you know, maybe voluntary exclusion of yourself to everybody else would be an effective way to protect those people that are excluding themselves so it would be a defensive mechanism really mm -hmm. as as opposed to the a, a, a victim type mechanism i think most people that are excluded consider right. themselves the effect of a of a cause whereas this you'd be proactively excluding right, or right. excluded Right, right. Com common sense says if you if you can if if it's passed through the air in droplets, you have to have other people come in contact with your disease droplets, right? So if you are excluding, then yeah, it should it should help, right? I would I would imagine. I, I would <laughs> think it might be the only really truly safe way to avoid getting this thing the way I see it. I mean, as opposed to you know, if we actually are honest about virus and how small they are and how um, big the holes are between these masks that we wear, even the ones that are supposed to block viruses, or how well they're actually sealed against our faces and all those things that are actual science and facts, we realize that we're mostly fooling ourselves to think that protective measures are, 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 are impervious. Now they certainly help when you're doing things like sneezing and coughing and all of the vile things that human beings do, especially when they're sick. Um, they're definitely good snot catchers. And so I would say, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and they did update, you know, the, the cloth masks that everybody was making, all the fun, fancy, sparkly, whatever. They, they don't, you know, they, they don't, they're not effective the way an N95 mask or I can't remember what and something else. Well, actually the respirators really like I was a painter for 20 years so the mm -hmm. difference between a particle mask and a respirator is huge and mm -hmm. and what a respirator does is it actually seals to your face and you know how you test it you plug up the holes and you suck in and see if you can get any air. Oh and, wow. Yeah. And if you can't get any air guess what you're sealed it works. And then right. you can go inside a toxic area of vapors, which is probably similar to what viruses are as far as particle size. Mm -hmm. And theoretically, the filters that you're breathing through will keep those vapors from getting in your lungs and killing you. Right. Whether they or not, I don't know. But right, right. Definitely so, yeah. a skill, a, definitely a difference in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, these measures are going to reduce risk. It, it, doesn't mean it's going to take it away entirely, you know. So, yeah, I mean, so do we exclude people who refuse to wear them? You know, I don't know. Well, and and and, and I think when it c comes down to these things, and I think that we we're not going to know for probably ten or fifteen or twenty years, really, the 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 truth about these things because we never do, right? Right. If, we look at the government and, and, and the, you know, the regulatory bodies and things that were okay and, and the cost of things, you know, 
you know where DDT, the story of DDT, you know, it was brought out to eradicate malaria mosquitoes, which it was actually pretty good at. Problem mm -hmm. is, is it killed everything else. Right, but right, right. We didn't think about that for a while until right. it was killing everything else. Right, and, yeah, that's a whole other thing w with regard to common sense, you know. Right. But, but, you know, even like GMO crops, right, you know, the idea is, oh, we're going to run out of food, let's find a fake, you know, a way to do it, right? And uh, and it turns out you've got to use all these pesticides and, and you're right. hurting people, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, thinking about that, you say to yourself, well, we're going to be excluded from the truth for a while, for sure, no matter what. And I'm just throwing that exclusion into it just because I can, but not that it's relevant to this topic, but it's the truth. It is, we're not going to know any long-term uh, effects, positive, negative, or, or otherwise, or unintended or intended, really for some period of time. Because well, you know, actually, so I just took a course. I'm almost done with it. I'm not quite done with it online. Oh, cool. About about post COVID um, treatment of patients and long haul, what they're calling long haul syndrome, and the long term effects are terrible. Like right. people are acting similar to like someone who's had a brain injury. So there's another reason to not exclude the idea of having the vaccine <laughs> because the long term effects um, well, and, and so can be devastating, you know. Here's, here's the part that I think we have to include into this exclusion side of things is if we exclude people to the detriment of their free will, something that paves the way for future exclusions of things outside of our free will. Because what happens is the, the road is now there. The emergency is there that, that let us say, it's okay for the free will to be taken away. So we're gonna surrender it in the name of safety, right? Because that's kind of what's sort of happening in, in, in the way people are okay with surrendering their free will. And yet, what happens? Let's say this thing blows over. What do you think that the next emergency that comes up, think it's gonna be harder or easier for the same powers that be to have us surrender our free will for something that we don't necessarily know? So that's where really the, the the, the uber protectiveness comes from maybe not even so much of of the effectiveness or lack of the effectiveness of this virus but most importantly i think that the key to this thing is is the exclusion should and in my opinion must come from the people that are being excluded like they have to exclude themselves for this to really make sense to me because what happens when you prohibit something the whole notion of pro prohibition you create a black market oh people sure right do what yeah. they're gonna do you know there's doctors mm -hmm. that are shooting vaccines into tissue paper and there's there the, so that that vaccine's getting something done with and they're they're giving cards to the people that didn't get the vaccine the card that says they did and doctors are risking their medical license to do this in other countries today right now and they're getting they're getting found out and prosecuted for it. So now there's a new crime that came out of this prohibition. Right. And that's what happens every time we have prohibition of any kind. 
I think so. So I understand what you're saying, and I I hear you. I think the issue is we've been lied to about so many things. Number mm -hmm. one, and number two, um, and so common sense says if you know you've been lied to about cannabis, for instance, or you know the food supply, or whatever it happens to right. be. What are the now, right now? The the same organizations, the same departments in the country are coming to you and saying, but this is an emergency and we need this. And and people are like, well, wait a minute, you lied to me about this and you lied to me about that. Absolutely. You know, I, you know, and so uh, and the so that cartoon comes to mind with Lucy and Charlie Brown in the football. Mm -hmm. Right. Come on, Jack, kick it. It'll be fine this time. Right. Oh, this time. Right. You know, so so that's one of the issues with with helping people to understand where you know we've lost where the truth is like we've, yeah. we've lost where the truth is and so when there's an emergency like this one you know we've seen so many people just cringe at the idea of well you're you're excluded from this concert venue because you don't have a vax card or you're excluded from this restaurant you know in boston right now like new york you have to show a vax card to go out to eat you know, and um, and people are all up in arms, and you know, um, I understand where they're coming from. You know, we're we're talking about reducing the spread and um, reaching some herd immunity and all of that, and it's impossible to do if people, you know, but, aren't willing to do but that. But what about this? Okay, the exclusion side of this is saying that the vaccinated people are threatened somehow by the unvaccinated people. And and so that in itself to me is almost there's not sense to that because the vaccinated people can transmit the disease even if they don't get it bad, right? Mm -hmm. It it's absolutely they can get it and they generally won't get it as bad or they generally won't die from it, mm -hmm. right? That's kind of really where they're at. I mean, even in Israel, they're they're testing out a fourth shot, and they're saying, "Well, fourth shot's really not doing much." But right, right, you know, it's it's keeping people from dying is what what kind of they're ultimately determining. So that question is, if the people that are not getting vaccinated are being punished or excluded from being able to be around the people that have. It's almost backwards. Like it's almost like they're we're being told that they're being protected from themselves or or from the others. I mean, like really, they're the ones that are at risk most, right? The ones that are unvaccinated. Right, uh, right. That's true. The issue is that uh, we don't know. Many many people will not get it. Will not ever get it. But right. will spread it to other people, right? And so the the issue is um, those that are not vaccinated are more likely to, to spread it even if they don't ever get it. But and, we don't know that though. That's yeah. actually, that's actually not been proven. So this is, and this is part of the issue that, that there is, is this information series of streams from doctors and of professionals and virologists. And I listen to a lot of sources trying to find the mm -hmm. truth out for myself because frankly none of us really know it because we're still learning it it's it's right. it's changing as we're changing oh yeah i mean in the course i took last night they pointed out the issue is 
you know, the previous pandemics were all influenza, right? right. They were influenza based. And when people get a flu shot, uh, they're basically getting a booster each year and the, and they try to figure out what the, what the most strains are, but they're hard, They're often not right. You know, of so, well, so and, and there's often you know, more than one strain in a year right? that, so, that circulates. So, so, so this is different because it's a, a completely new um, virus. It's not influenza based. And so we're still learning. And I think when, when, when people get really upset about information changing, I hope they understand that that's the nature of science. Like you hear people say, but science, why are they changing their mind? They're changing their mind because of science, because they tested it. I totally with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And yeah. I think that still the, the, the exclusionary side of this thing is, in my mind is it's based on some premises that we don't know for sure. And in mm -hmm. fact, it keeps defying what we think we know by first, you know, uh, first of all, this vaccine technology is unlike any vaccine technology we've ever had. So this is totally unknown territory and the potential long-term effects of it are completely unknown with the mRNA technology and, and how it works and what it does. So as opposed to being injected with a a weakened virus that our own body generates antibodies and attacks and it kills and teaches it how to do that right that's right, the right but think about it we begged for them to exclude heavy metals and all the things that go into the vaccines i agree and they did <laughs> and they said and they said okay not only that but this disease is rna based actually so right. So, you know, I don't know, I, I, but so well, we asked for exclusions, they bring the exclusions and we say, no, no, no. <laughs> so. And I'm not saying that it makes sense. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that the exclusion of an individual from the rest of society based on a decision to ingest or take or have something put into them that we don't fully understand its long-term ramifications and understanding that the messenger RNA is causing our body to do things that it wouldn't have normally done. It's causing our body to generate proteins, but that's all we know. We just know that it does this thing today. That's all we know. We, we're barely beginning to understand the genome at all, right? I mean, we've mapped it. We've, we're starting to learn some things and how they work, but there's always this unknown element of it. And, it. and it takes me back to, you know, understanding radiation and the things we did with that when we didn't understand it. And we just did it because it seemed to work. And that's where the exclusion of the ability to really study it for a decent length of time. We didn't do that. We said, nope, we're going all the way forward. And I, I believe, honestly, that we would have done that with radium today if we didn't know better but yeah. that's because it we would have seen that result it would have killed that virus wouldn't right. find out for five years later that you know your hair falls out and you die of cancer but but i, I and, and i think that's where the fear is of of the people that are choosing to say no i'm not gonna do this thing that you're telling me to do because what happens you know in in five years when all the people that did it something happens to you and the people that didn't do it didn't have that happen to you. right
They're yeah, good. it's it's kind of like spinning the wheel. Like which way, which way are we going to go? And but you know, yeah. Then the mainstream, what what they want us to do, they get to decide what's excluded as a result of people choosing to not do it or do it right. And and people are real upset about that, you know. And I don't know what the answer is. Well, I think uh, my you know what what I think. Um, you know, I think that um, that if we determine, if we've determined that that excluding people saves other people's lives, then it, you know it makes common sense to me. But you know, you may feel differently. <laughs> I almost think that maybe that there should be some unvaccinated parts of town that exclude the vaccinated. Mm. And, and, you know, let the other side see what it's like, number one. And maybe we'd have a basis of comparison that would say, well, you know, you got enough uh, unvaccinated people that maybe could, could get together and do their own thing and say, you know what, we don't need the vaccinated people to do what we do the way we do it. And maybe that would be a way to uh, it, mutually exclude mm -hmm. each other. That's an that's a that's kind of an interesting thought. It would give you two groups to test and see what happens, right? Yeah. You I know, mean, we could um, that, that kind of makes some sense to me. You know, like okay, so this unvaccinated area of town has restaurants and yeah. know, shopping and everything you need, and their own hospital with with yep. unvaccinated doctors. Right. And vaccinated nurses. How many healthcare people have lost their jobs because they did? They decided they didn't want to get vaccinated. Well, right. they can run their own hospital. <laughs> it would be it would be an interesting test, if nothing else, like just to see what happens. Everything else, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, just to kind of see what the statistics are. How you know, um, it's kind of like a logical way to to look at it, you know, because. Um, the way it is right now, we've had we've had so much division, not only in our country, but around the world o over many, many things. Right. And now this has just like put the seal on it. <laughs> you know? It hasn't helped. That's for sure. <laughs> it hasn't. And, you know, um, I am a natural medicine proponent in, in every way, really. Um, however, I find myself excluded from some people now who don't agree with with you know the fact that i say you know i feel that vaccines are saving lives so you right. know um is it incongruent i don't think it really i don't think it is but I think it I think has to be. That, that's for sure you know i think that you know when we throw out all of so-called modern medicine we're throwing out the baby with the bathwater and mm -hmm. there are things that are, are, that I still use for mainstream medicine, but I'm discerning, you know, and everyone has to make their own decision. But this exclusion that's happened is a result of people making their own decisions, right? <laughs> so what do we do with that? I don't know. What do we do with that? I don't know that we came to a to a a real realization here. Maybe we came up with some with some some possible options. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of times looking at the whole picture and, and determining, you know, what is life without free will? What is, what is the mm -hmm. quality of life if you sacrifice, um, you know, your choices? I, I, I will always say 
personally, I will risk my own health um, if if it means to protect my free will. I would rather I would rather die a slow, painful death as a person with free will than you know to be a caged lion and be given everything. Right. Well, and and having you've had your free will taken from you more than once. <laughs> So I can see how this could all be really triggering too. Indeed. And I think we, as as a a community, the community being the world, we have to recognize that too. You know, I read a a story about a woman who um, had been raped, um, and her, you know, he had his hand over her mouth, and wearing a mask was so traumatizing. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think. Well, you know, maybe she would really like to be able to wear a mask, but she she can't, you know, and, you know, I think we have to be understanding and, and really look at the whole picture. So I don't know if we solved anything about exclusion, but a good conversation for sure. Yes. And, and I think if people are curious about, about that and looking at it more logically and with a common sense, common sense in mind, maybe we'll see a different result. I don't know. Well, maybe new ideas will come up. I think that that's the key is keep talking. You know, that's where ideas come from. I think the common sense in all of this is that we we need to not be stuck in it has to be or it can't be. Um, mm-hmm. We need to not exclude the idea of something we didn't think about being a solution. Right, right. I agree. Well, we've done it again. We're, we did we're it again. A little over. <laughs> but great conversation. Thank you. And Happy 420. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been The Sensical Show. Today we were talking about exclusion, and we'll be back next week with a new topic and common sense. Awesome. Bye, Wendy. Bye.